Greetings, everybody. This is a Travel Addict podcast where you can hear candid stories and discussions about business and adventure travel from around the world with activities such as trekking, diving, camping, driving, cruising, and just plain chilling out somewhere. We talk about lots of experiences in places all over the world, including the grand, the remote, the edgy, the risque, and ones of questionable merit. Education, fulfillment, and wonder enrich our lives. And of all the books in the world, the best stories are found between the pages of a passport. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody. Malcolm Teasdale here. Time for a trip report. Going back a bit in time, but I always liked this place. I'm talking about the country of Laos, spelled L-A-O-S. Now, I'm going to talk about my visit to the area of Luang Prabang shortly, but a little bit about the country itself. Now, it's officially the Lao Public Democratic Republic. It's a socialist state and the only landlocked country in Southeast Asia. At the heart of the Indo-Chinese Peninsula, Laos is bordered by Myanmar and China to the northwest, Vietnam to the east, Cambodia to the southeast and Thailand to the west and southwest. The capital city and the largest city in the country is Vientiane. Now, Vientiane, the population, is actually, at last count, less than one million. So it's a small city. The population of Laos in general, well, that's quite small. Uh, It's actually about 7 million people in its entirety, which is small. Today, I'm going to focus on an area in northern Laos called Luang Prabang, spelled L-U-A-N-G, space P-R-A-B-A-N-G, literally meaning of that is Royal Buddha Image. It's a city in north-central Laos which also consists of 58 adjacent villages, of which 33 of them are UNESCO World Heritage Sites. It was listed in 1995 for its unique and remarkably well-preserved architecture and religious and cultural heritage, which is extraordinary, really. So I decided to pay it a visit. Now, before we get into the details here, a little bit about Luang Prabang during World War II. The town itself was a scene of many events during and in the aftermath of World War II, and it was occupied by several foreign countries during that war, including France, Thailand, Japan, and China. During the Civil War of the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, there was actually a secret American air base that was located at Luang Prabang, and it was seen a fighting also. But that's years and years ago. The nation has come through all of that trouble and strife, and Luang Prabang itself today is actually a wonderful place. Let me tell you about it. Actually, it was my second visit to the country of Laos, the first one being a few years before to the capital city of Vientiane. Luang Prabang, which I mentioned before, means Royal Buddha Image. 
is located in the northern part of the country. It is actually located at the point where the Nam Khan and Mekong rivers meet, and its architecture, religious and cultural heritage, blended with that French colonial influence, makes it very appealing for travellers who are looking to disconnect from the issues of the world for a few days. Just my opinion. What is noticeable about the area is the lack of vehicles and people. There's no congestion, no crowds, no pollution, which in turn allows your mind to enter a state of relaxation for the duration of your stay. So what is there to do in this sacred land? Well, temples are in abundance, most of which are welcoming to tourists, where interaction with the monks is just, well, a feel-good experience. There is an elephant rehabilitation centre. Actually, there's more than one. These are worth a visit to learn how the locals take care of their precious residents, much like Chengdu, China, that protects the panda's existence and encourages reproduction. There are boat trips, jungle expeditions, waterfalls, nature parks, kayaking, you can go trekking, zip lining, and you can even rent a scooter. And riding somewhere are all popular activities. There's not that much traffic, so you're going to feel pretty safe on one of their scooters. There are also plenty of tour operators that will occupy your time over a full day. Personally, I don't like anything organized, so I just spent my time just walking around. In fact, I walked for several miles during my stay. The country wants to increase tourism in Luang Prabang, however, at their own pace, in order to preserve the ancient buildings and all unspoiled landscapes. Moreover, the importance of maintaining an environment that does not impact its citizens' way of life is actually paramount. Wealth is not a solution in this land. But happiness and contentment are the two ingredients of Buddhism, followed by the vast majority of its people. These are the keys to a fulfilling life. I'm not sure why, but one of Bob Marley's quotes just comes to mind. It was this. Some people are so poor, all they have is money. I climbed to the top of Mount Fusi, to the Wat Chom Temple to enjoy the wonderful view from the area's highest point and took two small cages of hummingbirds with me to release to freedom once I reached the summit. Just a cool thing to do. There are two lengthy rickety bridges made of bamboo that cross the rivers leading to small villages that sells handmade crafts very cheaply. Getting to the other side, well, it's worth the somewhat nervous walk across just to feel a little more off the beaten track, so to speak. After all, what is the worst that could happen apart from falling a few feet through the bamboo into the murky brown water? I spent an hour at the Golden City Temple, also known as Wat Jiang Fong, alongside the Mekong River. Now, apart from the intricate artwork and craftsmanship on display, absorbing the peacefulness that seems to emanate from the place is just an enjoyable experience. Every evening along the main street, through the centre of town, there is a night market where local vendors sell artwork, jewellery, clothing, souvenirs, and various unique and 
indescribable items, you may say. Now, before my shopping experience, I changed 150 US dollars into the local currency and instantly became a millionaire. Note to self, in future, ditch all of your Lao Kip, which is a currency, before leaving the country because nowhere else in the world wants it. Happy hour is prevalent in town and the country takes pride in one of their own beverages, beer Lao. It's probably one of Asia's best beers, maybe next to Singar. Beer Lao is sold throughout the continent. We can even get it back in the United States. Now, for a pint bottle and about $1 each, it's perfect to get you in the mood to buy stuff, regardless of whether you need it or not. I actually bought a bottle of Lao Snake Whiskey, which actually had a small cobra inside. Not sure if I would drink it, but it makes a good subject of discussion. You know, the one where I was forced to tackle somewhere a venomous snake in the jungle and then decided to keep it as a souvenir and put it in a bottle. Now, shop vendors spread their products over makeshift tables and blankets on the street. Bargaining is fun, even though everything is cheap. Bargaining is expected. So why do it, may ask? Yeah, because it's fun. They'll even lower their prices, even if you don't respond to their first offer inside two seconds. I bought a few items for my souvenir cabinet at home, plus a couple of t-shirts. Now, Laos became the most heavily bombed country per capita in history during the Secret War from 1964 to 1973, because of the US support for the government's war against a communist insurgent. Ultimately, the support was all in vain. A third of the bombs dropped did not explode, but they still present a danger today, even though many of them have since been destroyed. I bought a couple of souvenirs made from metal that were used for bombs, actually. Today, the country is a single party socialist republic that dates back to 1975 after the monarchy was abolished. It's a peaceful country and I found the people to be friendly and humble. I saw no destitution or unkempt areas. My boutique hotel was a Maison Souvenapalm, one of the residences of the Prime Minister's Prince Puma. It is located close to the night market and restaurants along the main street. Now, with a touch of French colonial architecture and its very private location, the property is just a gem, with staff that go out of the way to please their customers. A perfect retreat for my stay. Then it was time to leave. So I took a flight to the chaotic Bangkok. From one extreme to the other I went, but onward to another adventure. For anyone out there who's thinking of going to this area of Laos, people haven't heard of it much, but it's underrated and it's just a beautiful part of the country. It's a place to chill out and relax and enjoy the culture. Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do... Please check out my website, MalcolmJTeasdale.com, for more information about my travels around the world. 
Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe.